Uh, welcome back to Beers and Careers. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Davis Companies, a leader in the technical staffing, IT engineering, and manufacturing space. Um, give them a call for your good, for the good people. Um, and we are today. The guest is Meredith Harris. Uh, Meredith, uh, Meredith was an awesome guest. Meredith and I talked about a lot of things. We uh, connected over having um, young children, and, and really we spent a little bit of time for her talking about work-life balance, especially being a brand new mom, as well as uh, her life in the public sector, which she never envisioned uh, when she set out. So um, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Well, uh, I guess we need the chairs. We didn't even we didn't even get a good chair. Cheers. Yeah. Um, Meredith Harris, beer of choice. Beer of choice. Can you, be, can you please yes walk the listeners through <laughs> the beer of choice? So we're drinking a Bee Hoppy, which is an IPA from Wormtown Brewery, which is not in Marlboro, uh, but close by. They're right in Worcester. Yes. Um, so not my favorite beer. My favorite would be Lost in Sip of Sunshine, but Bee Hoppy is a, a close second. Okay. Uh, you know what's funny? I was thinking about this uh, on the ride in. The podcast is called Beers and Careers, and I think this is our first beer. Really? Or, close, or close to it. Brendan might have had Did a beer. Brendan, Brendan maybe had a beer? Okay. Yeah, but I was like, oh, that's so funny. We keep doing it. Right? So I was never a beer person. Oh, here we go. <laughs> right in. We're good. Well, I, need, I need to hear more about this. was never a beer person until probably a year ago. Okay. Um, and actually through my career needed to look for a brewery to come to downtown Marlboro and um, started okay. going out tasting all the beers and it just became a thing. It became a thing. It became a thing. And your second, or your first choice, Lost in Sip of Sunshine, is uh, near and dear to my heart as someone who skis in the Mad River Valley in Vermont. That's a great beer. Named my dog after the beer, so. Lawson? Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> and so, you are, so you're all in on IPAs then, too? All in. So New you, England. New so England's you, not like. So how, wait, you didn't like beer like two years ago? Like wouldn't even go near it. And you went all the way to the end of the spectrum of like My husband helped a little beers. bit. Oh, yes. 100% yes. there yeah. was influence, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's incredible. But I am a huge beer snob. Won't yes. drink any Bud Lights, Coors, none of that stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Not my thing. But you're, you uh, literally zoomed through the beer uh, array. Array. All, all the way to the deep All the way to the top. Which is kind of a decent <laughs> metaphor for your career. Right, because forty under forty, right? Yeah. Like you, uh, you've had you've had quite a quite a start. I'm not, I'm gonna call it a start because we're we're still youngish. Yeah, right. amen. So, but for folks that don't know, can you um, maybe explain your current job, yeah. or do you want to start from the beginning? What do you want to do? I start from my current job. Yeah. my favorite. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Let's right. do that. So I'm the executive director of Marlboro Economic Development Corporation. Okay, um, and for those of you who don't know, Marlboro is. A city about, what would you say, 40 miles west of Boston in Massachusetts? Or 28. 28? 28 miles. 40 minute drive. Yes, right. Okay. <laughs> 30, depending yes. on when you leave. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. No, so MEDC, we call it MEDC, Marlboro yes. Economic Development Corporation. So we are the sales and promotional arm for the city of Marlboro. Okay. Uh, so my job primarily is to make sure we're bringing business into the community, mm-hmm. uh, trying to, at the end of the day, stabilize the residential tax base. Okay. So what that translates to for folks, you know, when you're looking at your... Um, your tax bill at the end of the year, we want to make sure that it's staying pretty pretty even keeled, mm-hmm. uh, but you're continuing to get more services, uh, more revenue coming into the city through our corporate folks. So okay. we, we want to continue to bolster that uh, side of the, the economic pie. Yes, okay. And and bringing a brewery is one of the things you got to do. Things. 
Yeah, and so that it kind of stemmed from we work very closely with the mayor's office. Yes. Um, economic development is a big deal for him and the city. And um, we started going out five years ago, before my time, talking to different you know companies and what the questions are: what drove you to come here, and right. then what will keep you here. And okay. A lot of the companies, when you're talking to them, it's not about taxes and you know sewer and all these different things that you think it's going to be about. It's mm. more about the employees. Ah. And so you know when you're talking to big you know Raytheon's and GE and how do you keep your employees here and if they have fun things to do after work yes different things like that um, you know it's hugely helpful so one of the things we didn't have was a brewery mm -hmm. so probably my most exciting project initiative we got to work on was find a brewery yeah. and bring them to market. yeah that's a great <laughs> task on a monday i'm gonna need you to go awesome. find beer and bring it back yeah so we, we actually ran an ad um, in beer advocate magazine okay which was kind of neat and we had uh, breweries from across the country that were calling to just find out know who is who is Marlboro who are you why do you want a brewery and yeah um, it was some really interesting neat conversations and we started going to different trade shows with breweries and just trying to get ourselves out there and um, as as a result I became a big beer drinker yeah now to the beer over anything, anything else. else to be a big Cosmo drinker not anymore okay yeah. no, so for uh, so I have zero public sector experience at all when people <laughs> I will find out well when when um, those folks are calling because of that ad in Beer Advocate magazine, what's the criteria that you're looking for in a brewery when it comes here? I'm guessing jobs. Right, right. Um, so the big things we always look for is yeah. are you taking square footage? You know, are you yes. taking square footage off of our roles? The more the better. Yep. Um, are you going to be paying taxes mm -hmm. to the city of Marlboro, you know, yes. adding to that revenue source and then adding jobs? Yes. Or is it some sort of a fun, you know, thing for our residents to do mm -hmm. or the employees, people after work, that kind of thing. Is it an amenity? Okay. Okay. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So help the audience. Uh, we could spend some time together before we've, mm -hmm. we're recording this live now, right. but like, can you maybe walk me through how you got into the role you are today? Because this was not the original career path after school, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So it's, I mean, all started when I was probably <laughs> eight, I was 18 and family friend was running for state representative through Foxborough Norton area picked me up from school you know why don't you come with me we'll do some door knocking and so that kind of was my entry into politics and public policy that kind of thing okay um, he won yeah. state representative which was great so I started working for Jay um, at the state house for a couple years and I was going to um, UMass Boston for my master's degree in public policy at the same time mm -hmm. but never in a million years did I ever think I was actually going to get into some sort of public you know whatever it was because of Jay that um, I actually sparked my interest and it was a job yeah. which was great right you know, so I did that went to school you know, finished up my degree and then bounced over to MIT mm -hmm. um, in their real estate division uh, another you know job opportunity that just kind of presented itself you know knew somebody that was there and said I think you'd be good for this role and so I went over to there uh, finished my degree while I was at MIT and, and then when I was finished wanted to get back into the public sector to okay. do some sort of municipal work something like that um, and then was able to kind of marry my municipal experience um, you know, or public policy experience with the real estate that I had learned at MIT and here I am in economic development. Wow. But the funny part, so I had actually applied for the job in the mayor's office okay. to be the mayor's aide. Um, and when they called to tell me that I didn't get the job, um, the guy at the time I knew him, we, we had known each other from the state house, he said, well, what do you think about economic development? And I think my actual words were, what is economic yeah, development? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> so like what is that? What is that? Why would I, why would I want to do that? And 
and just look at it, look into it. I think you'd be really good at it, and it kind of you know marries both of your your experiences, and I think you'd be interested. Why don't you meet with Tim Cummings, who's my predecessor? And yeah. So Tim called two weeks later, wanted to grab a coffee at Bickford's in Woburn, went yes, and met him. Yes. Yeah. The rest is history. That's too funny. Yeah. I find it so interesting, that, and you love your job now. As you said, you love what you do, and it's so evident. Uh, Davis, uh, who sponsors the podcast, is in Marlboro, so we've got to know you and the mayor through things that's clearly evident. You love what you do, but I, I find it so uh, humbling and funny for people. Like I'm guessing there's people who listen to this, or I'm hoping there's people <laughs> who listen to this podcast. Um, because they're trying to figure out what's next in their career path. And sometimes it just pops up. In your, and, and my experience was so similar to that. Like, just it popped up. It wasn't like I had planned on being in staffing. And I love what I do now, but I would have never envisioned it as an 18-year-old. And that sounds right. like yours is the same. And thank well, God for that call, right? The, I'm not, yeah. you didn't get the job get call, the job. but I got a good <laughs> backup good plan for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, so we deal with it now in my current positions, we're ta constantly talking to the schools and how do you make sure that the workforce and the pipeline is available for the companies that are right. coming in. And I say all the time that I think the students in today's world don't know the opportunities that are available to them, because I didn't know the opportunities that were available. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you're sitting there at 18 years old, senior in high school, where do I want to go to college and where do I want to major in? And it's like criminal justice, right. communications, right. or business. Mm -hmm. But they don't know what is in all those different things. And or what life looks like when you actually work in the right. sector you chose, right? right? right. Like what, what's, what's what, the actual job? Yeah, what's there? the actual yeah. job, right? Mm -hmm. um, other than the obvious ones, right? That's so along the way, mm -hmm. is that your biggest surprise? Was this job, or were you, was there anything else along the way that caught you off guard? So I didn't expect to be the executive director as quickly as I yes. was. So yep. I met with Tim Cummings again, my predecessor. We met at the Bickford's in Woburn and. Why don't you come and learn from me for a couple of years? I'm going to be sticking around for a while, and you know I think you'll really enjoy it. And Tim left within eight months of me being there. Okay. And so here is the girl that came in eight months ago and said, "What is economic development?" Right. And then here was this opportunity of, you know, hey, would you like to, you know, trial run, but run mm -hmm. the organization? And I rolled the dice, and yeah. happy to say it worked out pretty well. Yeah, amen. And so you report directly to the mayor of Marlboro. I report directly to my chair of my board. Yes. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I'm familiar <laughs> with that person, actually. But yes. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. think, I think we all at yeah, some answer point. Answer to the mayor. Yeah, answer thing. to the mayor. Yeah. So like what, what, in a role like that as someone who's, uh, again, I'm ignorant in the public sector, like what are the, uh, what are the parts of your job that you're tasked with doing that you, like what's the thing you're losing sleep over at night? And then, and then trying at the, in the morning to, to, to reckon with, yeah. So when, when a company leaves, right? Mm -hmm. So if a company leaves Marlboro or a big company or a small, regardless of the size, we yeah. want to know why. Right. And so often though, after we, we're trying all the time to make sure that before they leave, mm -hmm. we know that they're even considering leaving. Mm -hmm. um, and if they are considering leaving, can we help change their mind is the first thing. Right. But sometimes they do leave. Yeah. So outreach is huge, right? Because you need to have that in a relationship with Absolutely. every company. Um, there was one recently in the past year um, that called. Yeah. Davis Company. Yes. That said, we're looking at two different spots. You know, one is in Marlboro, one is not. You know, we'd like to stay here, and we've got a good relationship with you and the mayor, and mm -hmm. um, you know, here's what we're dealing with. Can you help us? And it was the perfect opportunity for us to do what we do best, which right. is, you know, come to the table and try to be innovative and, and think of ways to, to make it happen, and I'm happy to say that yeah, you know, oh yeah. Davis is staying We're Marlboro. staying. We are absolutely staying. That's so interesting, though. Uh, you got to pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. you got to pick up the phone and talk, right? Because I'm sure there's a lot of... 
organizations. Yeah, yeah. That, and then yeah, right. That's that's gonna be a really hard thing because how many businesses are in Marlboro? A lot. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. Thousands. Yes, there's a lot. Okay. We've got about twenty five thousand folks that come into work every day. Twenty five thousand that leave every day. You okay. Know? And the the range of companies in Marlboro. I mean, you're going from GE, Raytheon. You know, folks that have two thousand plus employees every Massive. day. Yeah, to yeah. mid-sized local companies like Davis, but then also small mom-and-pop shops that are downtown, and, and then the breweries yes. you know, that have got five or ten employees that are just as important as right. you know, the big guys. Right. Well, it's interesting because you deem importance not just what I'm gaining or garnering from our conversation, is you really judge them not just on their revenue impact, or, but also the the flair they bring to the city. So there's a kind of a vision for that. Can you speak to how you're trying to execute on that? Is there a specific vision the mayor has that you have to then execute on, or is it kind of your vision is just, it can always be better in those three buckets? Well, so we've spent a lot of time over the past seven years of attracting companies. Okay. Because at the very beginning when the mayor took office, there was a large vacancy rate in the city, a lot of empty buildings, and um, HP and Fidelity had left the city in 2006, 2000 timeframe, and took with them a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, she took a yes. lot of employees with them and, and they kind of left overnight and it was that age old problem of no one knew that they were leaving. Mm-hmm. And so the, the current mayor at the time was the city council president and you know back then when he was elected he said that can't ever happen again. Mm. You know, so how do we make sure that that problem you know is, is not a thing and so the NEDC you know was, was kind of born to make sure that that, that didn't happen again. Okay. Um, and so I'm happy to say that we filled significant amount of space over the last seven years but mm. We're now at the point where it's not about just filling the space, but it's about keeping the space full. Yes. You know, so it's more about the retention than it is about the attraction at this point. Okay. And again, that goes to the amenities and the making sure that we've got good restaurants and places for people to shop and things to do during the day. Yeah. Um, we've just recently started to talk about transportation options and mm. you know how do you make sure that the companies that are coming in they have everything that they could get in a Boston or a Cambridge. Right. To keep us competitive. Right. Yeah. That that's got to be a challenge. I mean. It's funny because all the things you just mentioned, God, I take for granted, right? <laughs> like, like I, it, I find next door. no, seriously, I yeah. find Marlboro to be an awesome place to work in general. Uh, I only live 15 minutes south of here, so but so my commute's not mm-hmm. bad. Um, if you had asked me when I was a college kid if I wanted to work in Marlboro, the answer probably would have been, been no. no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but living the experience is so much different than you would envision right. it to be because right. it works well. So, like, how? Do you compete though with Boston? Because you are kind of competing with Absolutely. Boston and Cambridge, but you're not. Right. But you are. Right. Absolutely. So how's that? What's that dialogue like? Well, I mean, for one, it's a lot cheaper out here, right? Wait, it's yes. A lot more, yes. A lot more affordable. I mean, so Cambridge, they don't need the companies to come in. Yes. We do. Right. We want them. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not so much in a position now that we need them as much as we did seven years ago. Right. But we want them here. Yeah. And so I think that and you that, want to be known for that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that message comes across when you sit down to talk to a company, and it's it's not you know what are you going to do for us, but it's more what can we do for you. Mm. Um, I don't think a lot of communities you know are using that approach. Mm. You know, Marlboro is very business friendly, and happy to say my job is easy because the mayor and the administration right. they kind of focus it that yeah, way, and, yeah. and they back it up too. So it's not just talk. And you know, when the mayor says we're going to make sure we get your your permits expedited and your timeline is met, he means it. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Right. Okay. And so not a lot of other communities, when you're looking for space, do they have an MEDC where you can go and say, you know, this is what we need to do and this is the time that we need to get it done. There's typically, you know, one or two people that are in the town government or the city government. We are a nonprofit, you know, organization that works outside of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little different or unique. 
Okay, that that's that is really interesting. So thus far, what's what are you most proud of in your short time in that role? Well, you, how long have you been in the role officially? Four years. Wow. Three years. Four okay, years. so not that short of a time. Yeah. So what what are you most proud of thus far? <laughs> is it fly? It flies. It goes by way too it fast. Flies. Yeah, way too fast. I mean, there's a lot to be proud of, right? Yeah. If, if you look at Marlboro. That's kind of lie. So it yeah. seems like she's got to have. Yeah, one big thing. Yeah, I right. mean, I would have to say the breweries, not to be yeah. cute or. Yeah. But that was such a big deal, and it was such a fun project to work on. And mm. I think the downtown, um, you're finally kind of starting to see that flip. Where the, when I came on the downtown, you know, the revitalization of downtown was such a big topic, and mm. it still is a big topic. Yeah. And we've got a long way to go. Um, a couple of different projects that you know are percolating. People are talking about them. We have yet to see a shovel in the ground, so we'd really like to see that soon. Mm -hmm. But I think that some of the things that are going on downtown, some of the, the smaller things, so to speak, like the Lusher Brewery and the coffee roasting, those are some of the unique things that you weren't seeing in Marlboro before mm -hmm. that you see now that I think are going to help with some of the other development along the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, for yeah. example, you know, my husband and I spent Saturday afternoon. We went down to Lusher with one of the new breweries. Yes. They're also a coffee roasting. Um, Establishment, so you go in, absolutely stunning. Took an old uh, nightclub that oh. I don't think I ever stepped foot in. Yes, um, it took them probably a year and a half to do the build out, but uh, because they were doing it right, you know, you walk in there, big, huge, you know, brewing equipment that's mm -hmm. all around. They've right. got the coffee roasting that's going on. They're doing it on site, beautiful bar. You know, we walked in Saturday afternoon with the baby mm -hmm. and my brother and sister-in-law, and we sat there for four and a half hours drinking coffee. Mm. And then just switched over out. to beer, yeah. and just hanging out and living the experience that I think we've all been talking about, mm -hmm. you know, and wanting those kind of things. And so I think that seeing more of that and seeing those things start to happen is really, yeah. really exciting. Yeah, I do, I do think there's a uh, overwhelming trend. I don't want, I hate when people say millennials, like they just bucket everyone in, but but it's true. We're both in that. Um, <laughs> but I would say, I think people don't like getting their car on Saturdays, no, on Sundays. Right. Like right. I, you know, I uh, sometimes my wife will be like, "What do you want to do this weekend?" And I was like, "Just not get in my car." Not going whatever anywhere. that, whatever that, what whatever that we means. can do without not getting in the mm -hmm. car, just to ha hang around and enjoy the right. town. And uh, I don't live in a town with the same amount of money, yeah. but but that's pretty cool that you can do that. So even last night, so at the city council meeting last night, and um, John Landers, one of the city councilors, who is. Is an older guy. And yeah. I don't think you'd mind me saying yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah. we were kind of talking about new trends and different things, and the new one of the uh, the other new brewery, Flying Dreams, was there to talk about outdoor seating. Mm. And one of the questions that came up, you know, and Don, you know, very you know, makes a joke. He says, "So I see here that you want to have dogs allowed in your yeah. establishment." Yeah. And so to his like mind blown, why do you want to have dogs allowed mm -hmm. in your establishment? And it was kind of funny because they turned to look to me and like, "Is this the way that is this the trend?" And I'd start laughing and I'm like. Yes. Yes, yes, this is exactly yes, what we I want to do. We want to bring the baby and the dog yeah. over yeah. to the brewery and hang out for the afternoon yes. and be able to do these things. I don't want to leave my dog in a cage. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so funny. <laughs> but it's neat to see kind of that switch. And mm. what I love about Marlboro is that they're open to They're listening. Things. I was yeah. going to say, man, that is awesome. It was huge. You know, and so here's Don Landris, who's been in Marlboro forever mm. and, you know, willing to, to look, you know, to the younger generation and say, well, what do you guys want? You mm. know, because we're not building it for ourselves. We're building it for the next generation. And, right. Um, willing to make those changes. So that's kind of neat. When you see it, I mean, obviously you got uh, the experience from the state rep mm -hmm. as well, so you saw it kind of, I know it was localized, uh, excuse me, to Norton and Mansfield and mm -hmm. kind of a smaller section of the state, but do you feel that's an overwhelming trend in Massachusetts that we are, because, because when you, no, when you stand back, you look at Massachusetts, it's especially, you know, I live in job data, right? Yeah. So we are an outlier. Right. A, 
you know, it's it's us. It's Silicon Valley is obviously in, a, in its own mm -hmm. world, but we always seem to be at the forefront. And I think is that just. So you mean in terms of jobs? I, no, I I only see it from a job point of view. Right, 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 it sounds right. like it happens in every in every oh, facet absolutely. that people are just pushing the envelope that way. Yeah. Because no, it's, no. it's, I'm guessing what's happening in Marlboro has to be happening in other in towns, other maybe not as well. Well, but. so I think so in, at least in this region. Yeah. They're constantly looking at Marlboro to say how how are you guys doing that? You know, mm -hmm. and other towns do they do get the big ones and they you know have other companies that come in. I mean, for a while there, Marlboro right. it was us a lot of the time, but. I think the reason for that is Marlboro knows how to use the tools that are available. Right. You know, so the TIF program and the different state programs. But again, that all comes back to you have a full-time staff in NEDC that's able to research these things, mm -hmm. and we know the opportunities that are available. We're others, finding them. Other other communities don't. don't. Yeah. Um, you know, so sometimes they're coming to the table a little bit later. You know, and finding out about things after they're already happening or um, things like that. So it's kind of again a unique thing that mm -hmm. we have the NEDC that's available. You know, okay. a great example of that was the opportunity. Yes, yes, this. yes. I so think. that came across my desk probably a year and a half ago where this application comes through and I'm looking at it going, I have no idea what this means. I right. don't think anybody knew what it meant. Brought it to the mayor. Hey, do you want us to apply for this? Sure. Yeah. If you have the time, go for right. it. And we have the time. We've got the staff, you know, resources available to do it. So we applied. We're one of the only communities in Massachusetts that has designated opportunity okay. zones. Wow. You know, there's, I think it was 138 other communities, but our space is big. That's cool. So it's just keeping your eyes open and listening is that, basically what I'm hearing. That and the funding. Yeah, so, right. So we right. are fully funded through right. the um, local option hotel tax. Okay. So again, back in 2011, the mayor and folks much smarter than myself kind of all came together and said, we want to have this organization that's going to make sure that never happens again. Mm -hmm. But we don't want them to be a membership-based organization right. because if you're right. out there asking for money, it becomes more like a chamber, mm -hmm. which nothing is wrong with chambers, but it wasn't the point. That's not the uh, mission. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the point of the, the organization. So um, decided to have the local option hotel tax implemented. We have 11 hotels in Marlboro, believe it or not. Mm. Um, I do believe it. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in last year alone, $2.6 million came in through that tax. Wow. We don't get all of it. Yeah, but we still. We do with $2.6 million. Right. But, um, we do go in front of city council each year with our budget and special projects. And, you know, thankfully, knock on wood, they've, they've agreed with us the last couple of years. To That's strong. That's huge. So along the way, where'd you mess up? It couldn't. It can't all be can't unicorns all be and rainbows, right? <laughs> no, I mean I I don't know where I would. Or what what did you when I asked that I would say mess up I'm I'm uh, I should fill in the blanks. Um, I think when I think of mess up I really should articulate better and say when did you have a perceived failure at that moment? Mm -hmm. It probably didn't amount to much, but where did was anywhere along the way, whether it's at METC or throughout your career, you just kind of got stopped dead in your tracks, man. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Honestly, so the, you know, and I hope nobody from MIT is listening. Yeah, that's the, okay. That's okay. We job, talked about them last, right. a lot in the last podcast, but good things. So we good could, things, right? You shouldn't have known. So I, <laughs> I loved my team at, at MIT. Yeah. And it was, it was a good little job while I was in school. And, but I, I found myself at the end of the day, it was like, I took this job because it was a good job. And it wasn't mm. because it was something that I really wanted to be doing or something about mm -hmm. I'm glad I did do it yeah. because I ended up learning a lot about real estate and things like that which translated into my next job right um, but it was something that you know I made the decision at you know what 22 years old or 23 years old saying okay I'm gonna just take this job because it's a better paying job and it's you know better opportunity and um, 
but it wasn't my passion. Mm. And so I kind of sat there sometimes thinking, where I need to be somewhere else that I'm passionate about. And I'm glad to say that you know I was able to find that. Right. Um, but yeah, I and think that would be one. Yeah. No, I, I t- that totally makes sense. It was like a uh, you didn't love it at the time, but man, was it a useful it experience? Yeah. yeah. Hundred. So much of life is right. like that. <laughs> Do you find? You mentioned the baby. Do you find that's been a challenge now back in the... Back at work. Yeah, because how old? Four months. Yeah. Four okay. months. So Four months checkup today. Oh, fabulous. okay. Yeah. Great to hear. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Cheers to health. Cheers. Oh, the baby. Yeah, right? <laughs> How's that been? It's been... Reassimilating into the world. It's been easier than I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Yes. And I think that is because I have a great team. Um, you know, a very supportive team. And, you know, everybody's been and you know it, it helps that I'm two miles from home yes you know so if there's ever an issue I can run home and you know be there and I think my husband has it harder where he's in Boston and yeah. texting throughout the day how's she doing what's going on and right. uh, but no I think when you when you have a good team behind you and people that understand it are real mm. it makes things like that you know much easier yeah did you find uh, there are dramatic changes to like your daily routine Just or the no sleep I mean that's Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, that's right. right. That that's little right. thing. That's right. <laughs> I was lucky with the first. Like, I, uh, our oldest slept right from twelve weeks on. It's crazy. The youngest, uh, I think, about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a up, ups and downs. So the doctor says today. So she's sleeping eight to nine hours. I'm like, oh. Yeah, cumulatively. No. <laughs> yeah. No, is that supposed to be happening yeah. at oh, this yeah. point? I didn't, yeah. Th- yeah. I think she missed the manual uh-huh. for that. That's yeah. too funny. Yeah. Um, no, but it's been. I think it's been. Again, it all comes back to your team and the folks that you have yeah. behind you, you know? Yeah. Now, did you have to build your team? Was it existing? Like, yeah, talk so to the, the, the one before me was Linda. I don't know what I would do without Linda. Okay. Yeah, she's the, the heart of the office. She's been there for, I think, going on nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Linda was there through the beginning of MEDC. Okay. She was there when they were literally, you know. Forming it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Building the handbook and waiting for the phone to ring and trying to get people to understand who they are and mm-hmm. what they do. And, been the uh that was very political <laughs> it's easy it's harder than that i know it's harder than that uh what what's been the biggest challenge in terms of leadership and management like as a new as a new i didn't think we were going to go here but like for me yeah when i moved into a role of leadership there's so many mm-hmm. challenges that i just didn't expect to have so i think it's a it's a fun office yeah okay um, we're all there's only four of us yes so sometimes making sure to always keep that line of management mm. and not not mixing lines because we are yeah. at the end of the day we are all friendly yes. you know we enjoy each other we like hanging out with each other you know things like that but at the end of the day you gotta remember you know what's work and yes um, right so that's where where to draw the line yeah where to draw the line of that yeah. that's 
true of everything, right? Of anything in life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're bringing breweries to town, right? Yeah. And everyone's doing flight testing. The best assignment I've ever had, right? I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, I owe you. Some some beat roll questions that I missed. Let's beginning. hear it. That, that are I think it's fun. Although you answered this one for me, I think your favorite cocktail drink libation. So up until was recently, it was a cosmopolitan. And ask, my husband makes the best cosmopolitan ever. Ultimate cosmo. So Sex in the City. Yes. We don't drink cosmos, and so yeah. it's vodka, triple sec, and cranberry juice. Ah, and then right. the lime makes the drink. Okay. So literally last year for my birthday, my thirtieth. No, it wasn't last year. Two years ago, but my thirtieth birthday, my cake. My mother-in-law makes cakes. It was a cosmopolitan big martini. Wow. Like, I liked them that much. Yes. And now I can't stand them. And I don't wow. know if that's because I've Probably been drinking so much beer or because of the baby, my taste buds have changed, but... Okay. I'm just... I have no so you haven't it. had one since... I've had one, I didn't finish it, which was, like, my bottling. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't count as a favorite anymore. So you're all in on IP. I'm Lawson's is, yeah, Sip of Sunshine. Yeah. Have you had the Heady Topper? The he yes, I have. Yeah. But doesn't compete with Lawson's. Okay. I like the Bee Hoppy because it's a good, easy beer. Yeah, it is. It's a little less boozy. Yes, You know, fair. for an afternoon fair. cocktail. Um, but, uh, What's the other one that, um, that everybody likes? That Hetty Topper makes. Uh, not Hetty oh, Topper, but the other one uh, makes. Bangers. The Vocal Banger. Not, doesn't make it, make it up for you. No. Have you ever had Julius from Treehouse? No. So, you know what's weird? I'm not the biggest IPA guy. Like, I love this yeah. Bee Hoppy, and I'll drink it. But like, I Sorry to twist your arm. No, 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 no. You know what it is? I just know I'm going to have like two or three. Too many? And 9% beers become a da problem? dangerous. <laughs> dangerous, you know? It's like, so I'm glad to take the 5% of pale ale. Right. Yeah. Right. No. Well, and Night Shift just came out with a, another one, Traffic Cone. And so my um, a friend of mine works at Night Shift, and so we're always getting to test different beers. And But my problem you with You are Night well Shift, connected I know. in the brewing community. Well, a lot of that, honestly, not just a friend of mine, but you learn it, you meet them through MEDC. So literally, right. we were talking to brewers from not only all across the Commonwealth, but the country. Wow. And they're bringing in beers and test this one and try this one, and you kind of have to like it after a while. Was there a brewery that you really wanted to bring here that couldn't make it work, but you, they were your top choice? No. Okay, cool. No, there really wasn't, because, I mean, they're all they're all awesome. I yeah. mean, I would, everybody would kill to have Treehouse in right, their backyard. Right, right, right. Um, but no, I it's pretty. I it's a pretty incredible community. Well, that's an it's an incredible story. The treehouse story. That's kind of how I don't I, know how I made the pitch to the mayor. You know, okay. so sometimes I'll go to him with my crazy ideas. The, the young millennial who's yes. coming to the table. And yes. The Zaxter bike was another one where I, I'm looking at him saying, "We need to have a bike share program." And his question was, "What is a bike share, share program?" program. Like, yeah, what and you're why? And about? why? Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I remember going to him and saying, "You know, okay, we need a brewery in your brewery. So what does that mean?" I went to a treehouse one afternoon, took a Thursday, drove out there, which is when they released the beer. Yes. The line is two, three hours it's long. It's insane. And it feels like you're going to Jurassic Park. It's For those of you who don't know, Treehouse is a brewery in... Uh, oh, gosh, where is it? Charlton. Charlton. Mm -hmm. uh, so south of Worcester. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a 40-minute drive from here. From here. And it, when you go in, there's the gigantic wooden That's amazing. gate. Similar. It literally looks like Jurassic Park. Park. And it's like, wow, this is, an outer, this is... Where are we? It's crazy. But people will wait in line. For two to three, four hours wow. at a time, and you go in. You cannot drink. You can now with their the dogs. Time, with their dogs, but you, at the time you couldn't drink the beer there. So you'd you'd get there and you'd wait all this time to get your beer. You'd pay three hundred dollars for a case of beer yes. to just get back in your car and drive Check away home. and drink it at home. But I remember going there on a Thursday it's afternoon. Like gold. It's like, yeah, it's like gold, gold, literally. Yeah. Went there on a Thursday afternoon, took pictures of the line because they he could not believe me and wrap his brain around the idea that there was. 
I'm thinking Harry in this line yes. that you could think yes. of. You know, all ages, all walks of life, people in business suits. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody you could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a fun adventure. Well, what isn't it? Uh, beer, babies, and weddings, right? Right. And funerals, right? Those right. are inelastic. I mean, it's uh, it's so funny. You said all walks of life. All walks of life. We all like our beer, <laughs> right? Or or our libation. Right. Uh, favorite curse word. Ooh. My we, mother always taught me not to curse. Oh, really? Just kidding. My mom did too, but my dad spent a lot of time with me. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, I have to say, I don't think I curse that often. I say jabroni a lot, which okay. is a good throwback. I love really it. A curse I word, but love it. I love it. <laughs> you do not have to answer the questions as they are. Right? You, that's phenomenal. I say that a lot, which is kind of ridiculous. That's phenomenal. Word, but that's so good. So you gotta, that, I lo- bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lo- where did that come from? Is, are you like a wrestling fan? Or so my, my brother the was Rock. a big yeah. wrestling fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Still to this because day. Because I think that's what I think of when I hear Jabroni. I think of Dwayne Johnson. That's right. God, has he come farther than that. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, favorite guilty pleasure? Without a doubt, reality yeah. television. So The Bachelorette finale uh, was last night. It's Jersey. Yes. Uh, coming up this week. So big Bachelor in Paradise comes oh, yeah. on in the summer. I only know about it from my wife. Yeah. So we're with the in-laws this right. weekend. Like, I'll talk about Bachelor. It's like, oh. The big finale this week. I was really upset. I had to be at council last night. I missed the first half. <laughs> so I'm leaving here today to go home and watch it on the DVR. <laughs> While making the baby dinner or something, you know. Like, well, she's, no, she takes, you know, a second diapers. fiddle to the Yes, show. yes, right? It, it is your favorite guilty pleasure. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, how about your favorite quote? Okay. Loose lips sink ships. Oh. So that one. That's got some meaning behind it. It does. So that's a that's a big political one, right? So yeah. when I was working at the State House, yes. the Twenty First Amendment, which is right across the street from the State House, is where yeah. everybody from the State House right. file over that's to right. the Twenty First Amendment. I've been there on the same patio today, actually. I'm sure it was a blast. It was a blast. But many, many, many lunches, uh, liquid lunches and afternoons and budget sessions spent over at the Twenty First Amendment and they have this big massive sign, loose lips sink ships. And in politics, that's like the number one. That's the number one thing. Yeah, it keeps your mouth shut. That's too funny. I don't know when to say it and what not to say, right? Yes. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. I didn't know if it was like that or like something like your parents told you at one no. point. No. No. I'd probably be upset now that you know, my favorite quote comes from a bar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it was important. That's good, right? It was totally important. Yeah. We hit your first. Oh, no, we didn't. I was going to ask you your first job. Mm. Not like real. Well, it can be any job. My first job was a receptionist at a local hair salon. How old are you? I was 14. Awesome. My boyfriend at the time, my eighth grade boyfriend, his mom was the manager at Hairs Boston in Norton. Yeah. And got me the job as the receptionist. And I, God, I worked there probably good four, four or five years. Could you walk there or were you getting dropped No, out? I got rides. Yeah. My dad would drop me off yep. and pick, pick me up. Yeah, <laughs> do, that, do that whole thing. Absolutely. Um, first jobs are wild. Yeah. I feel like they have, or they stay, anything stay with you from that? So, actually, it's kind of funny you say that. So, first boyfriend at the time, Johnny Patton. Yep. He lived at 319 Reservoir Street. Oh, right? wow. I'm giving a lot of information. Yeah, you are. But my code to get into the computer at Harris Boston was 0319. Huh? And it is now, oh gosh, I shouldn't say this, but my code to everything, Thanks. right? Yeah. And so my brother, I have to change it. Yeah, now you do. But my brother recently asked me, like, where did that come from? Oh. Like, came from Harris Boston. Yes. I was working for Johnny Patton's That's mom. That's too funny. But yeah, so what did I take from the job? Obviously nothing that <laughs> important, but... Hey, it was... For, it's, uh, 14, though. I don't yes. know. If, is that the trend? Is that even legal? That? I don't I think know. Everyone... No, I think everyone we've... I, uh, mine was definitely 14. Yeah. And I think the last couple people we talked to, Patty, Larry, we had on the podcast, was like 
nine years old or something crazy. Nine years remember. old. Yeah, she, she's a store lady. Um, I find it so interesting. Yeah. I find it so interesting. Brennan's was lifeguarding. I was a camp counselor. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, all about customer service, right? I mean, even at that age, 14 years old, learning how to deal with angry people who want their hair cut on a Saturday that don't want to wait, walk-ins. And it's so true. And yeah. it's good to expose you just to get out it, like, and, and be talking to people you don't know. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of 14-year-olds aren't talking to strangers. Anybody. Well, especially. Uh, let's hope, hopefully, hopefully not. not. Let's hopefully not. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. What, what about your daily routine would people find most weird? I don't know, to okay. be honest. Okay. Um, I have to have a sweet every night before I go to bed. Like I have ice cream or something since I've every night. Every night. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. I think that's the only weird thing I do. That's I don't know what weird. it is. That's weird not, that's not weird. Right? I think that's uh is that American. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes is you that American. Like four months post baby. Yeah, or, I think that is yeah, American. Right? Well, I haven't given birth and I Did you I tend to do this. Yeah. I, I am very routine based though. Are you? Yeah, so literally every O C D. Like almost to a degree. I've had yeah. to give up some of that since we had the baby. But, yes. Um, no, like, but I, I like, bring my like, cereal in my little container every morning mm-hmm. with a little thing of milk. Like, I have oh, it on my desk yes. every day. Okay. But, so you're a planner. I am a big planner. That all happening the night before? Yeah. Do you pick out what you're going to weigh the night before? That, I, I don't know. Okay. No, I don't do that. Okay. I don't do that. Maybe that I'm just trying to level. figure out where on the spectrum your OCD uh, lands. Again, had to give up a lot of that in the past four months, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And you're waiting and being like, oh, man. Now I have to do all. Have to do something. Now, yeah. now I have to do all of these things. Right, right. Um, what did you think you were gonna be when you were growing up? A dentist. No I way. I always wanted to be a dentist. Why? Why? I don't know. I have no idea. You had good experiences going to a dentist. I guess so. Wow. I must have, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I that, don't know. That yeah. is that's wild. Okay. And believe it or not, my husband wanted to be the same thing growing up, and actually like. Oh, it's too funny. Isn't that weird? But he's not a dentist. He, no. Yeah. No, okay. he's uh, just graduated law school. And yeah, that's right. God okay. help him. But, yeah. Um, no, we both wanted to be dentists. Wow. Well, it's a noble profession. I, I just didn't have that many good experiences as a child. <laughs> it was like, no way we're going here yeah, again. That. Yeah. Uh, that's too funny. So do you, you didn't think you were going to be in public? No. Policy? Not at all. Law make, not necessarily lawmaking, but like in civil service. Not at all. No, I was like the kid in high school that wore the tie-dye t-shirts and mm-hmm. had the necklaces. Yeah. And was like, oh, I'm a little yeah. liberal arts school. Free spirit. Yeah, exactly. Free spirit. Listen to the Dave Matthews Band yep. and all nine yards. No. And it, when Jay came, you know, I'm running for state rep, and you know, why don't you come work for me? Okay. You know, sure, why not? And, wow. And um, just kind of took off from that. Took off. And then That's I ended up meeting my husband at the state house, and you know, we kind of fed off each other. We were both, it was fun to talk about, and it just kind of came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like people, mm-hmm. and politics is just all about people. Yeah. Um, you know, and then a little bit of public policy thrown in there once in a while, but being able to understand and build consensus, um, which I think, I think I'm pretty good at. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny because I think there's a lot of, I'm, maybe I don't know this for sure, but I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who think, like, there's a career path that I'm going to, if I do A plus B plus C, I'll get this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what I'm hearing from you, and what, which I would say was very similar to my experience, was just like, I just, just went for tried it. some stuff uh-huh. and paid attention to what I liked, and then you kind of kept going that way. And you're like, a oh. communications degree. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, and now and what, what am I, I doing do with that? that? Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. exactly. And where did you go to school? UMass Dartmouth. Did you expl- like, what did you think you were going to do with your communications degree? I had no idea. No idea, That's honestly. Yeah. Um, 
sure your parents would love to hear that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. That's my I had the weirdest dynamic at home because my dad would always be like, "What are you gonna do when you graduate from college?" And my mom would be like, "He doesn't know. Right. Don't ask him." And right. so I would just stay silent yeah. at the dinner table, like I really have no idea. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Right. Well, and I think that goes back to what I said before. You don't know what. Don't even know what's out there. Yeah, try stuff. Yeah, try stuff. You know, that's really cool though. But it worked out for you. You met your husband. Mm-hmm. You now you have a child. Now we have a child. Now yeah. have a home and a ton in common with. Right. Because you right. certainly like to riff on the same topics <laughs> if you met at the state house, right? And now I drink beer. So yes. Now he's really right. Into now that. you're really into it. Mm-hmm. Although, do you get into like serious political debates with your husband often? Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, actually, I think in my my vows at our wedding, I think I said what drew me to him originally was he was a selectman at 18. Oh, no way. He was like the youngest elected selectman in North Reading. Yeah, that's right. He's from me out there. Yeah. That's right. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, besides it's oh, you're a, you're a special a kind yeah. of person, yeah. I would think yeah. that's, that's cool. Too funny. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something super important that I have to ask you. What's your favorite Dave Matthews song? Oh, Probably crash. I mean, is it so, yeah, standard, know, yeah, standard. But I haven't listened to Dave Matthews in so long. Do you? Uh, I only get back into it because it's back on Sirius in the summer. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. It's been the one fringe benefit of having I'm Sirius. Serious, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh man, I used to listen to this a lot. So I'm a big '90s '90s on nine. Oh. All day in the jams, office. Since jams. '90s on nine. Just jams. And well, and I feel very old. Season. I mean, age <laughs> catches up with you because now you know the other staff in the office will come in. You know, do you know this song? Do you know that they have no idea no. some of the songs from the '90s. Yes. The 2000s, which scares me. But that's terrifying. Which makes them what Gen Z. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't. Uh, they don't even know what I'm talking about. Or is that is that part of the conversation that generation in your um, as you build the vision of the future of the city mm-hmm. for them, or is it still millennial? Because like in the worlds we live Good in, question. millennials dominate the conversation around so workforces they, and that. Like. So when does millennials end? I don't I even know. I think it ends in. Uh, well, I'm one, and I'm in. Um, in 1985, I want to say 2000, it ends, 99-ish, yeah. I don't know So exactly. they should be part of the conversation if they're yeah. not, but no, yeah. they're not. Okay, it's yeah, it's just so be. weird. I just, yeah. People make a big deal on millennials. Right. It's actually my, probably my number one pet peeve. Right? Yeah. But it, it really hit me hard when we, I think it was Alan Thicke passed away. Yes. And they didn't know who Alan Thicke was. Yes. Alan, Alan Thicke passed away? <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Damn. What was Alan Thicke on? Growing Pains. Yeah, that's I, I can see his face. I know. I can see his face. Right. Well, and you, like you just knew his son from that song that's too. Right. Yeah, but I, I just have the picture of Alan Thicke in my head. I forget the name of the right. show. Sorry. But they had no idea what I was talking about. It made me feel extremely old. Yes. And I'm not. So. Yes. Yeah. Like Wonder Years. Right. Style, style <laughs> shit. And be like, what are you talking about? What are you about? talking yes. about? Right. I know. We have a youthful culture here at Davis too, mm-hmm. and it makes us feel old. Old. Quickly. Although I can't <laughs> talk with Andrew. Sorry, she's just like, you're like, shut up. <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. Um, would you, doesn't sound like you would have done anything different. Usually I ask people, like, what would you have told yourself 10 years ago? But it sounds like you would have done, stayed the path. I, yeah, in terms of my, yeah, yeah. Take, roll the dice, take the risk, right? Yeah. I mean, why not? If I could go back and tell my 22-year-old self something, yes, it would be put more money in the bank now. <laughs> Do that now, and then think twice before you sign the dotted line on the student loan, right? Mm. I think that's a huge deal. Mm. And did you go back and get your master's? I did, yep, and then got the Do you think it was worth it? I do think it was worth it. Okay, Because um, cool. I think you need that competitive advantage yes. in today's world. Yes, um, Do I use it all the time? I don't know. The answer yeah. to that. Okay. I think a lot more is your, your everyday experience. I think you use a lot more of that. Yes. Um, than the classes I took, you know, and right. um, which is probably... 
probably shouldn't say that to young aspiring No, I think scholars, it makes sense. But I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, it's more about, I don't want to say who you know, but what you do. Mm. Uh, and, you know, you just kind of learn along the way. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I was with uh, friends I graduated from college with. Mm-hmm. We graduated in 08, and we were together two weekends ago. And a couple of um, the advisors came up oh, that were helping people through the years. And uh, they had run into them more recently, mm-hmm. you know, in their adult lives. And they were, you know, my friends were doing well and talking to them. And they're like, the advisor was like, I wish I could have told you when you were freaking out about that test how little it mattered. Right. And right. like, and, and but I couldn't say it to you at the either. time, but right. it wouldn't matter at all. And you'd be just fine. You'd and the fine. experience is all that matters. Right. But it's a, uh, it's a hard message to get across. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think in today's world, too, the, there's so much emphasis put on college, 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 college. Right? Yeah. And so people take all these loans and they don't even know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think don't do it unless it's you know what you want to do and there's an end goal. Like, yes. what's the vision? You know, don't just go to college or go to grad school to do it. You know, do yes. It you have, have a thought reason. behind what you yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, cause you're, you're, signing, you're, you're signing yourself up for years of payments and different things. And right. You have to pay the piper. Yeah. You know, and you don't think about it at 22. Yeah, that's fine. Everybody's doing Everything's it. flowing. It's right. cool. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. Do you think, it sounds like your parents had a huge impact in you and, like, uh, keeping you, like, on the beaten path. So, sure. You know, with your tie-dye shirts and you have nice <laughs> It sounds like you're a pretty good student. Uh, don't tell anybody. Do you have, now that you have a child of your own, mm-hmm. have you, are there things where you're like, I'm doing that differently than mom and dad did it for me? That's a, that is a tough question. In full disclosure, because I just think it's an intro. Like you have, you specifically Mm -hmm. of of uh, folks we've had on the podcast have talked the most about experiences and how those experiences have translated to where you've got today. And you kind of really wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And I just kind of know, like, is that by design that your parents got you out early, and are you planning on doing that with your children, or or are you like, ah, there was shit they wanted me to do, and I'm like, I don't know. No, I I think the number one thing my parents did for us that helped us was just be unapologetically who you are, mm. right? Be who you are. Mm-hmm. and um, That's hard. It is hard, That's very right? hard, and, um, especially with Twitter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think the, the biggest lesson that my mom ever taught me that I'll take with me forever is, and this probably actually helps me in my management mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So way back when, I mean, I, I was always a good student. I, I wore the hemp necklaces and the tie-dye t-shirt, but I was but president you buckled national, down. I was president of National Honor Society. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was... I, I did well in school. I don't want to say it came easy to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked hard, but it you know it came easier to me yeah. than to some. You enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we we were in college, and my brother didn't have to have a job in college, and I did. Mm. And I always got really mad about. Were you the it. older? I was the younger. Oh. And so Jason, he didn't have to have a job in college, and he just needed to focus on school. And I never forget going to my mom and saying, "That's not fair. Why does he not have to work through school, but I do?" And I'll never forget her looking and saying, well, you're two different people and what, you know, your abilities are different. And so I'm not going to force your brother to do something, you know, just because you're doing it and you shouldn't have to do something just because he's doing it. You're two different people and you need right. to be who you are. What would your brother say to that? Uh, he'd probably get very angry. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, yeah, right. That's, yeah, I get that though. That that's makes, true though, right? But a hard lesson to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember sitting there saying, well, that's, that's not fair. Why yeah. do I have to work? Yeah. And what the hell? Yeah. What's she that? said, you know, well, your brother needs a little bit more time to study. You don't need as much time to study. So I'm not right. going to 
tell you not And your to loans are brutal. Yeah. Pay them off. Stop it. Stop doing Are you going to be able to solve the higher ed crisis and yes, turn public policy? Absolutely. Or do you have any ideas around that that you can impart on us? None that whatsoever. No. It's so fun. It's a, uh, it's, uh, it's a funny topic. Well, we're pushing all students now to just go to, you know, go into the tech schools and do mm -hmm. all these different things. Oh I mean, it, all joking aside, I think that the, the stigma on vocational schools no. and things like that is, is coming down. Yes. You know, because I, people realize that we need. We need plumbers, we need electricians, and not for nothing, you can come out of high school and make a pretty decent living. Yeah, and five years in, you should be making a phenomenal And living. you don't have all the loans that the rest of us yes. signed up for all those yes. years ago. I was very fortunate I spent a uh, stint after school in Australia, mm -hmm. uh, playing lacrosse, and, uh, doing a bit of traveling, and there, when you go to college, it's not like some experience you go to, it's mm -hmm. exactly what you described earlier, like you had a plan that you wanted right. to become a software engineer, right. and to do that you needed the re requisite credentials yeah, to get there. To go. Yeah, it wasn't like Experience Club Med Vermont, right. shout out St. Mike's, but, uh, which was awesome, I, like, and I don't take it, like, it was, it's just different, Yeah, but it was a different mentality. probably unnecessary Absolutely. in the grand scheme of things, and I just found that was so cool, and now, but all of my friends in Australia, Plumbers, electricians, right. solar panel installers. And making a ton of money, I'm sure. Plenty of money, living a great quality of life, having a great time, and it's just, it's uh, it's so interesting how the culture yeah. shaped it that way. So I think there's gonna have to be. Ask the mayor about that when he comes in. Okay. Because he got up at graduation a couple years ago and got in big trouble because he encouraged all these students that you have to, not, you don't all have to go to college. Trouble yes. With the parents and the superintendent. It's, it's, and, it's, but it's, he's right. It's so true. And you know, the weird thing about it is, um, as a new parent myself, mm -hmm. like we, we both are, right. uh, I believe it to the T, yeah. but I still want my kids to try to go to college. It's like, I'm, and I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I know. And, but you said it, we're all different people and we're, we're very fucking different. complicated. <laughs> and I can swear because I had an Italian. Because your mother didn't teach yeah. you not to No, my college. mother did. My mother, I think, even when I still swear today, is like, I raised a better son than that. Right. And I don't think my dad even notices, well, I swear. It's just like those are adjectives and nouns in our They just happen. Yeah. Well, and to her, to her point, you're all different people. So I wanted to get a tattoo in college. And yes. It was like the end of the world. Oh. My brother's got three, I think. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that conversation of, well, why is he allowed to have a tattoo? Well, because you're just different people. Oh. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> That's a slippery slope. That's too funny, though. Mm -hmm. That's too I'm glad funny. I didn't, though. So yes. Thank you, Mom. Yes, right? I, uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on that topic. I was just going to say, do you have yeah, any yes, tattoos? Yes, I do. I do. I do have a tattoo. Look, I look, didn't world, think it would come up. The world it. can know organically it came up. Uh, because I get a lot of shit for it. I have, and the worst part about it is, it was premeditated. <laughs> it wasn't like a drunk. I wish I could be it like, I, was, I wish I could be like, it was a drunken whim. It was like, no. So that uh, lacrosse trip, uh, that Australia trip I mentioned, was with three other buddies that played lacrosse in college. We got recruited to play lacrosse overseas. And uh, we were Which like, cool, very cool. It was, I mean, honestly, it was probably one of the best experiences yeah. of my life. And, and, and while we were there, we realized it was one of the best experiences of our life. Like we were truly grateful. We were like, because we were idiots, yeah. you know, in college for sure. And then we definitely, uh, 
we all went there, but we had no lifelines at home, mm -hmm. and so we grew up very fast, and like, still had a lot of fun, but we were super grateful, and we right. realized what was going on, we were doing it, we were like, we gotta enjoy this ride that we're on right now. Absolutely. And so we were like, we gotta do something to remember this, and we got a tattoo, and my friend drew it. He took a- He drew it? He took a boxing, it doesn't look terrible, it looks legit, but like, it still looks like a giant cartoon, but he took a kangaroo, you know, the boxing kangaroo, oh, yeah. and he took the gloves off, and he put uh, a lacrosse where the gloves are. And you all have that. We all have it on our thigh. Thank God it's on my thigh. So it's a daily <laughs> reminder when I'm alone. Uh, but uh, one of those. So I'm glad I could bring that up for you. Yeah, that's a wonderful topic. And the and so my parents, same as you, vehemently against tattoos. Like, like I, like the devil struck me down himself when I got it. Uh, and so I, the way my parents found out I had it, which was thrilling, uh, was I. Uh, <laughs> we're in Australia. I had I had injured my knees when I went. So I said I was going to go. Two weeks later, I tore both of my ACLs. So I called the guy. I was like, I can't come anymore. Like I, I'm, I'm hobbled. I can't play lacrosse for you. And he goes, No, man. He goes, You got to come anyway. You can coach the team. That's and amazing. It's a great place to rehab. You're staying with me. Oh, oh, we'll make it work. Okay. So I went. My friends played. They went back after seven months, and I called my mom, and I was like, no, I came here to play lacrosse, I'm gonna stay and play. This is 2008, so it was the height of the recession. And my parents were like, you know what? Go Not a terrible idea. Yeah. Because I was funding myself. At this point, right. it was just let it rip. And so they were like, you do that, we're gonna come and visit you. That's awesome. Because there's no other time we're gonna come to Australia. Oh, no. So they came up for three weeks. They show up, they come to my lacrosse game. We're there, and my dad turns to me and goes, how like, do your knees feel? And I literally just like picked my thigh up and like my short just rode up and he goes, what is that? And I was like, this is a bad time, dad. <laughs> this is not a good time. I think my mom did, my mom flew 30 hours to see me. I don't think she talked to me the rest of the day. Just so pissed off and rightfully so. How old were you? I was 24, 20, no, 22. Old enough to know better. Yeah, old enough to know better. Although I say it tongue in cheek, it's the thing I regret the most. But you don't. But I don't. Yeah. But I don't at all. I went back recently, and uh, so we love kangaroos as Americans. They're rats to Australians. Really? Yeah. It's like not a cool animal. <laughs> they like cull them. So they're like, why the hell do you have this kangaroo tattoo on your body? Be because we think it's cool, right? So, so like now when I go see my friends or I talk to them on the phone, they're like, how's your rat on your thigh? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So. Wow, you meant. Where did, how you, did we get there? I didn't turn the table on this. I thought I was interviewing you. The tides have turned. But I honestly didn't think that no, would come up. No, but it came up. No, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I, seriously, Meredith, thank you so much for hey, doing this. Though this you. was uh, awesome. this was fun. This was a fun one, okay. and uh, and we'll do it again. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Cheers. you.